We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We had a few technical difficulties. The camera stopped rolling at some point. We still have audio, but we're back. We're good. We're back to the bone. We're yes. back to the bone, yeah. Ron Lowe, you're so funny, man. So I was telling you guys about um, what kind of goal statement would be necessary. If you're going to undertake restoration, you should know when to stop, right? Well, some people never want to stop because it's kind of a hobby. But to, to decide when to stop, you should set a clear goal statement that you know when it'll be met. So one way to do that would be to say, um, for example, I can walk from the locker area at the club all the way to the showers and back again with my skin always covering the head of my penis. My, my, my foreskin, my faux skin, we say, never retracts during that hike. So and you, so when you tug it and you grow it back, it's called faux skin? F-A-U-X kind of. Like yeah. faux, okay. Like faux leather. But it's still just as good as real it's, skin. It's absolutely it real, real skin. skin. It's yeah. just not really it's a real foreskin skin. because the parts that are cut away are very specialized. They're stuffed with pleasure-receptive nerve endings of a unique type called a Meisner's corpuscle. The structure of it is such that it really responds well to bending and straightening of the skin. I know Lucy's had that issue. And to give you an idea, you have Meisner's corpuscles in the palm of your hand and far fewer of them on the back of your hand. So everybody who hears this is right now doing the same exercise where you tickle your palm, then tickle the back. And you realize you're a lot more ticklish on more the palm of your hand. Yeah. There's just a lot more going on there. So um, you can't replace the, the foreskin that's lost. But when you grow new skin, you got to decide when to stop. So let's say you get to the locker room, uh, get to the showers and back in the locker room. Oh, I'm tickled. I met my goal. No, you didn't. Let's let's t- let's be sure we've met it by saying it's got to happen five days in a row. Okay. And the fifth day, you say that's it. I'm done. But you're not done because when you stop all tugging, those circular skin cells in your matrix of skin that got stretched into ovals while you were tensioning them regularly, they're going to revert back to being circles. Yeah. You're going to lose a little of your apparent length. You're not losing cells. You're losing distortion of the skin. Yeah. So once the skin undistorts. Uh, you might lose a little of your apparent progress. So we say tug 10% past your goal. It's a number pulled out of my ass, to be straight with you. But, but 110%. That's not a n- So if it, took you, if it took you 55 months to hit that benchmark where you were able to strut back and forth to the showers, tug another five months. So now you're going to tug a total of 55 that's months. A, that's 110%, and that's, and that's a phrase that has been around forever. Now, yeah. Give it your all. Is there like... Plus some, plus it, 10%. Is there like could you tug too for too long or anything yeah, like that? Could you grow it out to be a fucking snake? <laughs> I mean, Hold on. wait, 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 one second. Can you, can you inflate it like yes. a balloon? I know. I the wow, answer like, is oh yes. I, well, well, you, you already There's know the answer, the answer yeah. to that, Lucy. Well, yeah, I, you can. But I know for a fact I've inflated yours. Well, I want to know. Together I want to know the point at which you have now, to stop. Have you experienced the inflation? Yeah, I've tried inflation as a foreskin tensioning method. That's so oh. funny. Did it pop? Obviously, well, it didn't that's pop. not funny. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It and, is. and so what you do is you grip your skin to a device that allows you to introduce like air, air in a controlled way with a one-way valve, so it doesn't come right out. Was it an air compressor? I didn't use an air compressor. Uh, air compressor. <laughs> Most people introduce the pressurized air either using a tube. Mouth inflation. See, I've blown I've on done her it through her. I, she does or, it for me. Or they'll use a little squeeze bulb pump. Yeah. To to pump air that into the foreskin work space. That would as good as someone going. <gasps> and it, and it stays in there because you use a one way valve. Like these valves are sold in pet shops to uh, allow yeah, the tubing for I, aquariums. I have the uh, saltwater tank, and that's yeah. what I use to siphon. Same shop. little one way valve, probably. Um, anyway, so yeah, you can use air to inflate your foreskin. But what the hell was I actually trying to tell you? Uh, so you, it's funny though. It's funny to think about. Oh, can you pull it too far? Can you can you tug or, too long? Can you go too yeah, far? Yeah, could you turn it into um, a snake? Or, yeah, 
it is my belief from talking to people and from my own observations that you can't get to a point where your skin stops growing. It is it will keep growing. Just like you've seen these ear gauging people. Yeah, yeah. Some of them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My ears used to be see, but it's different. It's different than uh, the foreskin because when I stop gauging my ear, my fucking ears close in size because my ears used to be one inch. And you tell me, right. is so that the, one inch? So that's because there's no longer any stress on that body part. But with the, with the penis, you're so continuing to have nocturnal skin. erections and to use your skin for wanking or whatever. So there's there's still stress on the skin, so it won't atrophy. Uh-huh. So right just nat- yeah, your natural, like you said, getting an erection every now and yeah. then, that's enough so, tension to keep the, the skin But you've seen there. you know freaky-looking people down in the whatever side of the village or you know people in National Geographic that have grown their earlobes to dangle and, and yeah, brush yeah, against yeah. their well, shoulders. Well, like I said, the There's no stopping point. Your body will keep growing as long as you keep tensioning it. Uh-huh. And that's true of the penile skin as far as we know mm-hmm. also. There's this guy in Mexico who claims he has a 19-inch penis. Get the fuck out of here. But it turns out he's just been yanking on his skin tube and his foreskin will dangle nearly to his knee. That still counts, though. You know, I agree with him because that still counts. It's still his penis. Yeah, but when you're... He probably says... That's like if you pull your sock off of your foot and you're like, oh, look how long my foot is. Now, Ron, do you think... Crusty the clown shoes. Yeah. If you think that that guy with the 19-inch penis foreskin... Do you think if he gets hard, do you think the foreskin will get blood in it too, or will it just be like? I think, it, first of all, Krusty has little feet like all good-hearted people. <laughs> it's like Krusty wearing a long sock. Not uh, not like Sideshow Bob, whose feet are actually big enough to fill out those shoes. That's right. Which we know. But anyway. It's Krusty wearing Sideshow Bob's uh, socks. Tugger. So, yeah, the, the, uh, the example of the guy whose photograph you can see online and setting all the records for the longest penis, it's the longest skin tube and it looks really unhealthy. skin tube it looks like really that. unhealthy it looks like That's it's like, been tugged and caused you know scar tissue it, and this kind of thing what we're growing where is he from you said mexico. Is i just he heard from mexico? mexico what we're doing when we aye, tension aye, the skin aye. is growing healthy well innervated well supplied with blood vessels natural skin yeah and you we'll can, see later i you know what we'll honestly i kind of want to see your foreskin right now well, i'm game, I, oh, game? let's, let's Let finish see. lucy's question let's well i was gonna ask do you have the hood on does it do you basically have a hood over well he said it took him five years to grow yeah. his foreskin is, is it is it long right? enough to That's be what called you a said, hood right? it's long enough to be called a hood you can uh, go to my website and see a photo of me i i went on the world naked bike ride Last August. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I've to, heard of that. To that protest in of... favor of climate action. Ooh. That's awesome, dude. And uh, so I took off my your skin cone, the thing that keeps my skin from slinking off the glands while I sleep. Well, I wore it downtown because I didn't know what was going to happen. And when you're in public, you gotta you gotta support your own product. Well, that know? too. Um, not only well, president, I'm also it. a client. He's not going to buy the Chinese one. Everyone knows you, that. When you're in public, you don't want your skin to slink off the glands because the solution to that public, is, to, gonna laugh at you, is to slip your hand down your pants and put it back where it goes. Well, I know and you my, don't want to be seen as the guy with his hand down his pants. When my dick gets untucked, um, I, I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom yeah. right wait, away. Wait, wait, wait. I thought this was a nude bike thing, though. So I got downtown. He had to take I it off, I got dude. nude. With the other people in the preparation zone, mm-hmm. and then we started biking around Chicago. Three hours later, we took a, a rest break in Lincoln Park, and that's when the photo that's wait. on my website was taken. Wait a second. So it was just legal to ride around naked? It's yeah, uh, that's another. Whether thing. it's legal or not, I'm not sure. But so when you're part of a political yeah. protest, 
there are definitely clear exceptions. How was you, the, how you, was the chasing after chafing afterwards? Because that had to be awful. On your bike what, seat, um, something for that ride. I wrapped my seat in an old T-shirt. Okay. Oh, he yeah. already prepared. He's yeah. a Boy Scout man. I went for another ride just a few weeks later in Milwaukee, and I said, I wonder if I even need the the wrapping thing. And I didn't. I just so went without. So you're a kinky ass dude, I'm thinking, because it seems to me not too many people riding around naked on their bikes. Wait, in wait, cities. wait. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have any fetishes or fantasies? Well, I want to show you something while we're talking about it. Let me see it. this. Oh. Let me see this. I'm running out of cable. I'm, what, I'm, I'm really curious oh, as to out. what he's wearing, whether it's boxers or briefs. Yeah, or that was one of my questions. Is it is boxers or briefs more conducive to... Um, Shit's about to get real. I'm going to take off my Uh-oh. pants. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's a good thing that we... make Lucy, go over there and make sure the camera is going. You got it. Make sure that... Yeah, get the GoPro and hold the GoPro. <laughs> is it going? Awesome. Whoa! What the fuck is that? That you have an L. That's how big his dick is. Do you see how big his dick is? <laughs> He's got a sheath. His dick is so big see, right now. What I didn't understand is that when you tug it, it also turns it black. It also turns it black when you tug it. Yeah. Were you, <laughs> were you to think that I wouldn't object, but this is not all me. <laughs> <laughs> he came prepared. I mean, he came. Pre- he's a Boy Scout, dude. I want to say, were you ever a Boy Scout? Did you? No. Because wearing... you're always prepared, dude. I was gonna say, yeah. So you made the this also this you whole sewed like this case? in your house. Unfortunately, the woman who sewed this has died. Oh, this is called man. Rest in peace. Sorry to bring you down. This is called tug and wear. It's special underwear, <laughs> just for foreskin restoration. And what makes it special is this long snout. And at the bottom of that snout... Lucy, check the camera. Make sure it's in in view. ...is a reinforced slit. So if you were wearing a tension strap to your foot, Ah. you could connect the strap to your device by poking through that slit. Interesting. That's badass. When you were doing that, should the device get loose from your penis, it only falls these few inches to the bottom of the pouch. Have you ever thought about... Do you have different colors? They come in different colors, but really... Oh, shit, dude. That's awesome. Not that you have a choice of colors. It's just whichever fabric was on sale Uh, is what they they, they restock she's not alive anymore, dude. These are exclusive. These are collector's items right now. Unless her daughter and and her husband, who survive... uh, You have to learn how to do this shit, dude. Yeah. So anyway... You need to hire the Chinese people. Tug and Wear is a special foreskin restoration jock. I'm wearing it with the seams facing out so they don't disturb my penis. I'm now going to take it off. Let's see this dick. Put down my mic. Put on bad to the bone. What's up? That's pretty bad to the bone. What's B again? That's bad to the bone. Badass. Penis. That's a restored penis. You look like an intact man, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What a reveal, dude. You don't even... He's wearing that to advertise the product, I feel like. I'm wearing a foreskin restoration tugger. and You don't need it, though, clipped dude. Clipped to it is a four-ounce weight. These weights come in all sizes, like 16-ounce even. That's the faux skin? And you can clip them to each other and have a weight dangling all the, all the way to the ankle. And that's the faux skin, dude. Like That's like... Gripped by this, the clear silicone is my skin right now. I'm going to now take the weight off and show you an alternative way to use this device. Let me see this shit. God damn, dude. I see. That's the faux skin. Give Chris the microphone so he can give well, give those. We're, we're sharing. We're sharing. We're sharing. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Let me feel this weight. Let me feel this weight. Four ounce weight. 
Oh wow, that's like a fucking roll of dimes. Literally a roll of dimes. That's a roll of dimes right there. So when I went to the uh, the Milwaukee naked bike ride two weeks later, I said, "Well, I got to really make a statement." So I wore a device instead of going completely naked, and I attached this sign to it <laughs> for climate change. It says, "Erect wind and solar." <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, that's fucking awesome! He talked his penis with it. Oh man. See, and now we're saving lives. Dude, you have Ron Lowe, I'll let you know right now, man. You, you have a nice ass too for a, for an intact man. I'll take it. Yeah, good for you, man. Take that shit. That's awesome. So I wore this sign uh riding the bike in the Milwaukee ride, but I have this magnetic release. So that if anything was to happen, my sign got snagged in my spokes or something. Oh, God. Yeah, good call. I'd, I'd be yeah, safe. Yeah, that's a good call. Jesus Christ. Dude, could you terrible. imagine that? Ugh. That's fair. You get your dick your dick strings caught well, in a spoke imagine, and you just rip imagine, your foreskin. Imagine, what does it say? You wasted you to, five you years. You get re-circumcised yeah. in the worst way. So, okay. I feel like that's a little worse than the hospital way. <laughs> so let's have a look at my skin tube. Depending on temperature and mood, even somebody who's restored for the five years that I have will sometimes appear... Looking like other circumcised guys. Yeah. Look at that dick. That's a nice dick. But I'm dick. gonna take this device off, and we'll see where my skin wants okay. to rest. Wish me luck. I wish you luck. Here, just pass down the uh, microphones while he does this, and then when he's ready, give him his microphone back. Boss, I'm the boss. I mean, yeah, it looks that looks good. That's see, like that's a fucking that's, that's an uncircumcised th- th- penis. Th- that's something that I would strive for, but you see, I have too Support much. Support your cause, dude. Now. Wait, Lucy, pull your penis out. Well, uh, pull your I, penis I, I, out, yeah, Lucy. Here we go. I guess we have let's to see, now. Let's Five. see. This is an uncircumcised penis right uh, here. Here, Ron Lowe. Here's a uh, microphone. Thank you. We're just like playing uh, mariachi, patching around the fucking uh, things. It's fine. It'll be funny editing because I'm going to like, uh, all the waves are going to be fucked. No, dude, yeah. put the put the foreskin yeah, I, forward. We want, I want to see. I want to see that. So hers. See, there's too much. Let me see you. Let me see Let you, see. Ron Lowe. Yeah. Take this thing off. Take the thing off. Let's so, see. Dude, that's an uncircumcised penis right there. They look the same, except hers is a little forward. Hold on, hold on. Oh, you have to push the, uh, the... Hello, hello? Oh, it's working now. With enough manipulation, as you see, my skin has now rolled off the glands. Well, because it's tight, you, right? You wouldn't even tell um, that I was ever restored. So, Do you mind? The thing Can is, I, I touch it? I photo that I took after three hours of naked bike riding, and my oh skin my looks clamped shut like the tightest natural foreskin you ever saw. Yeah. So it can vary. It depends on temperature. It's just mood, all, yeah. Listen, can I touch it, Ron Lowe? The answer is no. Okay, good, good, good. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. That's a married man right there. I'm sorry for asking. <laughs> I wanted to see if it was real foreskin, if it felt real. You got excited. I did get excited. Let's see. Let's see it rolled up, though. Oh, this is what it looks like in the cone. See, if I put that thing on my dick, I feel like that would go down on my knees. So that thing will like stay on your dick no matter how hard you pull. Pretty much, uh, we do have intact clients who say, you know, uh, my parents retracted my foreskin when I was an infant, and so it didn't grow as long as it was supposed to. Or just I'm naturally shorter than the other guys I see, so I'd like to grow my skin longer. I'd like to be able to dock with other gay men. That's awesome. And, and so they want to grow their skin as long as possible. So we have a lot of intact clients, not just circumcised clients. Interesting. I didn't know. Now, do you have to, like, take that off every the, time so, you so, urinate so, throughout the day? So right. they want a bigger foreskin to dock even more. Exactly. So uh, you can stretch I'm, these. I'm going to put my naked ass on your chair, by the way. No, you're good, dude. You're good. <laughs> you're good. 
This is uh, safe. Here, you know what? Here, I'm going to give you I want to take one. my pants off just to Cheers. be part of this. Yeah, let's uh, Chris, take your pants off. We're all we're all friends here. We're all fucking You know what? If Ron Lowe's dick is out, everyone's dick is out, right? It's like when you're at the White House and the president is standing, everybody else is standing. When Donald Trump has his dick out, everybody else has his dick out. That's how he he said, well, you know what? If my dick is out, everyone's dick is out. That's why the FBI got him. That's why the FBI raided his house the other day because he had like everyone's everyone's dick out. They wanted to see people's foreskins to see if they're intact or not. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to get out the device that I brought for you to wear. Yeah, get it out, get it out. So, Ron Lowe, for the tug-of-war thing that we're oh, doing. Oh, I'm showing the audience my asshole. Sorry. It's all no, good. No, you're we, all good, man. We are <laughs> For YouTube, we got we got Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll put a cross over your asshole. <laughs> it's like a Jesus Christ cross. I'll just put, an advert- I'll just put the TLC tugger. Yeah, 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 that TLC. Yeah. See, now that we're talking about it, it's going to keep changing over and over again. <laughs> now, see... How's that Chris Benoit, Chris? Hey, while I'm fishing through my props, I'd like to divert for a second. You're fine. Read this. Let me see this. Halloween XXX1V. What does that mean? 32? You're smart as hell. One, I know. All right. This is a, a convention of that Mensa Society. Oh, Halloween. That was the M is for Mensa. That take was held in 2007. Out, what does it you say? You take at the your dick out too, oh, Lucy. This is just good enough. Yes. Ron Lowe's enough. dick is out. This is the program for the weekend convention that was held in Chicago uh, for the Mensa people, and I want you to read the title of the presentation that I gave in 2007. That's. Dude, that's so oh, fucking. Oh, that's funny. awesome! This was yeah. meant to be, Ron. This dude, was this meant, meant to be. To be. Can I see what's on. going on there? Dude, it says foreskin restoration for fun and profit, and our <laughs> the name of our podcast is being gay for fun and profit. This is what, 2007, yes. almost 14 let's do years. A, let's do a three-way uh, high five right now. Yeah, let's get that, this. That deserves get a get it in there, guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, dude, great title. <laughs> Nice. Dude, Ron Lowe, you're so funny. Awesome. Let's read what it has to say, though. Hold on. What do we got here? We say Ron Lowe. So there's no E at the end. I thought there was an E at the end. I feel bad. So it's Ron Lowe. I say Lowe. Lowe. So Ron Lowe has been curious about what circumcision, circumcised men might be missing since the issue has been debated. Letter section Mensa Bulletin in the 1980s. Flash forward. Excuse me. <laughs> Ron Lau has been curious about what circumcised men might be missing ever since the issue was debated in the letters section of the Mensa Bulletin in the 80s. Flash forward 20 years, he has not only restored his own foreskin, he has helped over 8,000 men, 50,000 now, undertake non-surgical foreskin restoration. In a lively and explicit audio-video format, Ron will tell you why men do it, how it is accomplished, and what the future holds for TLC Tugger, his family's foreskin restoration device's empire. This presentation contains clinical but graphic photos 50,000 men yeah that's a uh, lot of people that's almost a hundred thousand men I've got some exciting news what's that? do you see this empty baggie yeah what is that this is the device I brought for you is it yikes yeah yeah there's a problem um, but I always have samples in my uh, fanny pack that's fine that's so fine. we're gonna use the alternate device I'm cool with that when, when you're ready to try restraint let me get that out hold on let me, let's see it Ron Lowe, that's our guy right there. 
Yeah, what happened was I don't. I, I saw this device sitting on the counter, and I thought, that can't be the one that I was planning to bring because I already stored that one, and I guess I fucked up. Sorry. Well, dude, don't worry about it, man. I'm not going to knock you. Ron, how do you feel about, like, for example, the guys that have too much foreskin? Are, are there are, – now, answer that, and then I have a question. I mean, it's only for the penis owner to decide if they have too much foreskin, but they always have a choice. There's a procedure called PrepX, P-R-E-P-E-X. Is that a little off the top? That's, uh, <laughs> that's an adult <laughs> circumcision method, which is exactly, exactly as simple and barbaric as the most common method that's used on infants, which is called Plastibel. Okay. So you can do the same infant procedure, but on an adult. But it's easier because the adult, the skin has usually already unfused from yeah. the head of the penis. So these lesions that you cause by Ew. tearing it away aren't caused. So adult circumcision is easier and less painful. And you maybe really? like, and more safe probably too because adults, I'm assuming, will take care of it as they opposed can, to a baby. They can manage their own hygiene. They yeah. can tell you where it hurts. They can tolerate higher doses of pain medication. You know what they're safe. already allergic to well, in terms I've, of medicine. I've had my tits and my ass done. And I'll tell you oh. right now, I know that I kept my shit clean. You, you know? have to. You have to. Otherwise, have you're going to get an infection. That's yeah, the bottom line. I imagine line. babies just shit and piss on themselves. Well, that's why they don't give babies BBLs. <laughs> they don't give babies BBLs for that exact reason. That's amazing. Run low. Um, Hold on. He's got his, he has his Barney bag of imagination over here. See, now I want to get the procedure that just takes a little off the top. Maybe like a quarter she wants inch. To get, she wants to get. I want to have a, ra, a Ron Lowe, Lowe, uh foreskin. She wants uh, about a zero on the sides and then like a one on the top. Because I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed with your foreskin. It's not too much, not too little. That's a good foreskin. Yeah. Don't worry. He requested that I brought a... um. That I had like a bowl and like washcloth. Wh wh what was the part that holds the foreskin onto the dick? Do you remember, Jordan? You just told me about that the other day. The frenulum. The frenulum. Yeah, the frenulum. That's what people get get their dick pierced. Well, That's what they do it, well, sometimes. It's the frenulum, whatever it is. It's it the needs frenulum. To, it, it needs to be pulled back. What? Yeah. People need to pull it back. All the way back. She's about to school you. If I, I was going to have... Tell. Intimacy with somebody who had a foreskin, yeah. I would ask them to show me how far their skin comfortably retracts. Well, show, a lot show. of people in the U.S., since they have little experience with intact guys, they will just start wanking on a dink and uh, the way that. they're used to with circumcised guys, and it literally hurts. It, it can literally injure. Oh, can, yeah. you, can, you, can you rate her foreskin? Exquisite. What yeah, 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 yeah. Thank it's you. an exquisite foreskin. It's, it's a full foreskin, and a little bit more, if anything. She's an intact woman. Yes. Anyway, uh... So here's the bad news. The device I brought that I'm going to have you try is part of our TLCX system. And so the interior of it is kind of geometric looking like a, a robot should wear this. You're, 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 but it's you're okay. a musician, right? I can slap bass with my dick, dude. Yeah. It's okay because your dink will be pushed in there and then we'll be pulling away. So it's not like you're squished <laughs> into this little space. So it'll be fine. My um, dink is strong. Unfortunately, it's not the one I intended for you to have. I'll, I'll mail that to you. But this is... Um, we, I mean... This, this is, is going to work for this the tug of war. This I'm gonna, you see that wall right there with all the porn stuff? That's exactly where it's going to go. It's going to go right on the wall where I was nominated for so an Exotico award. What I'd like you to do is take this to the washroom and wash it because it's been in my purse. Give this it a good fresh. alcohol rub or whatever. I got you. Um, Ron, have you um, ever had an ultrasound done? Uh, of my foreskin? 
well uh, have you uh, i mean no no what is it called not an ultrasound uh sounding yes sounding. oh I'm, I'm not into sounding okay but, um yeah. My bad. years <laughs> before i ever restored i did get a uh a kidney infection oh that required a, a camera type deal to be snaked Ooh. up my penis yikes and uh that was an in-hospital kind of procedure but you drive drive yourself home the same day and uh, I survived it. You know, you're, <laughs> hey, you're, you're kind of pissing blood for a couple of days because I scratched the interior. But um, so I've had that procedure. And again, that was before I ever restored. It was not a result of anything I did. Uh, yeah, hey, I, I feel you on that. I actually had kidney stones at age like 23. So Sorry I, I had to get a stunt and everything. So, yeah, they, they, they had like this crazy gun looking thing that just pulled like the. It was weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what you, we, part? I was going to say, you actually have like the full, we did, I, I think Lucy, or Lucy, I think Jordan did the full like actual measurements, but w- how did you figure out the like, the formula for what needed to be measured to like, right, I so. I fucking use the dollar bill. He so. can, he, he's like a circus guy. He can look at a dollar bill and see what, he can tell it's, how big your formula It's not some kind of mind trick. What I did was. <laughs> Since Jordan didn't have a ruler handy, actually in the photos you showed me a ruler, so I'm not sure why we needed the dollar bill. Hold on, but, let me see. Give me your microphone, Lucy. Like, listen. So I had to. I had to literally. You know how hard it is to get like a straight ruler that tells millimeters nowadays. I didn't need millimeters. What I needed was a legitimate ruler, which you showed me in the photo. I could, we well, that was just that. That was a. Well, that was you said a straight ruler. That anyway, told millimeters. That was a. Uh, so Jordan's penis was laying on a dollar bill, <laughs> and, and so I. Copied that photo into PowerPoint, mapped a rectangle across the width of the penis, and then mapped a rectangle across the width of the dollar bill, looked up how wide an actual dollar bill is, okay. and then with a little algebra, oh, nice. I was able to determine how wide that penis was and make the perfect device for it. So, wow. so you, there, people yeah. do that for me sometimes so, if they don't have a ruler saying, handy. Every, so the, every single one is specifically custom? Every TLC Tugger device is custom made to your measurements. There you go. Hmm. So he, he saw the picture that I took two feet. He said, all it needs to be is two feet away from your penis and have it next to a dollar bill, and I got you. And then I sent the text message. I was like, I've never heard this. I don't know what's going on now. What do you want? You want something to drink? Hold this microphone close to my face. Hold it. So if the camera is too close to the penis when we take this sizing photo, then there's an angle. When you're viewing this side of the penis and this <laughs> side of the penis, you're looking from two different angles, and so there's distortion because sighting past this side of the penis, you're hitting a spot in the ruler that's way over here instead of where the penis width actually is. So that's why we say the camera has to be at least two feet away because then the error is less than one millimeter. Ah. I have the dollar right over here. If you want to know what we <laughs> I don't want to touch it, by the way. I went, out le- I went out earlier. That's why you have to be careful when you go to strip clubs. But um, when, um, when you... Uh, I could we couldn't find a um this is the device by the way that he gave me. I don't know. Um nice little cone. It the, it's a little hat. It's like a little you know like when you go to the parades and you see the guys with the fezzes that ride around the little cars. That's what this reminds me of. You should make them little red one, things with tassels on top. Yeah, more colors. We can, we can add dye to the silicone. You can make them fucking cooler, dude. You've you been could. around for too long. You should make them fucking swag. If you do, do me a favor, stand up. All right, I got you. Maybe you need some help holding your microphone so your right, comments right, will be heard. Right. What I'd like you to do is... I washed the tip of my penis, too, before I... Wow, are we good tangling? Job. Oh, I good was. Job. I was ready. I, did, I, was, I was prepared. I didn't want to offend you. What I'd like you to do 
is force the skin you've got today to cover the end of your penis right now. Tuck the, the, the tip in with your thumb if you have to. And now, once it's all bunched up like that, use this cone. Give me that. I want to tell you, when, when I was little, I would call this position in the bag. That's what I would say. So, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. So, you've just covered the end of your penis with your own skin. Now, you can use this clear cone to keep the skin bunched up like that. So, force it all the way forward. Bunch it up. You pop the cone on. You kind of got to put the dick inside you. You're putting no, the cone on the see, skin, not on the glands. So bunch the skin up as tightly puckered as you can make it. Put the cone on the skin. Hopefully it doesn't slink out of reach before you get there. Anyway, so, so with kinda, luck, the cone will just hang there on its own. Look at that. Look at da, that. Da, da, da. Holy shit. Holy right. shit. Okay, Ronlo, but is that a bad one? Yeah, that's, th that's a really terrible application. You would <laughs> All right, give me one second, one you second. You would repeat until you got a nice symmetrical look. No, fuck that. Would a little bit of moisture help considering, like, no? no. Well, um, we're always shedding skin cells, as I mentioned earlier. He said, like, so, 150,000 skin cells, right? A million a day. A so, million a day, my bad. From the whole body. Mm -hmm. So um, if, if your skin is kind of dry because it's been rubbing around in your underwear or whatever then dusting away those loose surface cells that are ready to fly away anyway mm -hmm. can help the device grip better. So unfortunately, when I'm out, back when I'm a tugger now, when I'm out and I need to use the washroom and take the device off and put it back on, sometimes I get a superior grip for that reapplication by oh, licking my finger That's what I was thinking. and wiping I it was. a little moisture on the skin yeah. to dust away the loose surface cells because Absolutely. we are always losing cells and they especially get jostled loose by the, the whole tugging thing. You're kind of there. Let's see. Ta-da! Is, is that superior or not? I think that's much better. It's a little better. You'll, you'll practice and you'll get better at it. I will. I'm going to practice the foreskin thing, and then by the time we're going to have him on probably twice because I'm sure one of us is going to want to rematch for this tug-of-war thing. Okay. For <laughs> this your, is an honor fucking thing. For man. your next trick, you will remove that retaining cone and instead place the white tugging body Against your glands. That's going to be tougher because I noticed that this this hole on top is much much smaller than this one. So that means the hole means nothing. So you're going okay. to take the clear cone off, and and instead place this white tugger against the head of your penis and try to force your skin onto the surface of the white tugger. And you made this in your home. I made that in my home. I'm going to let you know. Hands. Feel this thing, Chris. Like this is like something that you'd buy. A, you can buy these on Amazon. It looks like not a Amazon. Dude, eBay. you should make it so you can buy them on Amazon. Where are you doing? Amazon is really picky. You have to have like a UPC code for every item, and we make it to each user's size. So we'd have to have oh, what, yeah, yeah, fifty yeah. different UPCs. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you can order glasses on Amazon. I exactly. Didn't even think There's a lot of that. custom made things you can't get on Amazon. Because you're Doctor Foreskin, this is something that you need a prescription for, and you need a prescription from Doctor Foreskin. So go to TLC Tugger. What's your website? TLCTugger.com. Turn around really fast. Turn around. Show your back. Show your back. And you don't know what you're <laughs> missing until you get it back. Okay? I'm going to try this thing out. I'm going to put on the white retaining coat. This is a retaining? That's or? called the tugger body. Stuff tugger the, body. Stuff your glands into the, the concave and recess the, at the, the base of the tugger body. And the please. glands is the tip of my penis. The right head of the penis, the shiny looking part. Or I call it the helmet. Dull if you're circumcised. I call it the helmet. I don't know. Yeah, the helmet. So stuff, oh, yeah. stuff your helmet into the, the, con the concave recess at the, in the base of that thing, and then try to force your skin to wrap around the white oh, silicone. Oh, she's got this. I got totally it. got it. So I got to put this, this thing on top and of it. And now you so put the retaining cone over the skin. Dude, I can see where you're getting at here. 
Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Shit, dude. I have a fucking foreskin now, man. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, I feel intact. Look at you. Look at that, dude. I could. Dude, six pounds was not enough for those magnets. I'm going to destroy you, Ron Lowe. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew this was going to happen. I look happen, forward to that. I'm going to destroy a, you, Ron She has Ron a very Lowe. resilient cock. I'll tell dude, you that much. look at that. I'm pulling on. I'm a bodybuilder, dude. Right. Tuck so, this penis, Chris. What you're doing has nothing to do with restoration. We don't want to hurt <laughs> ourselves <laughs> or cut off blood flow with the tension that we use. It's very gentle tension. It's so gentle you could forget you're wearing it. <laughs> Because uh, you want to wear it for four hours at a time, say, like the time between <laughs> breakfast and lunch, because you're usually not going to take a leak uh, any time in there. So you can wear it for four straight hours. Then you take a leak, go to lunch, put it on for another four hours, uh. Uh, have dinner, put it on for another four hours. You got 12 hours that day, and you haven't even slept yet. There Some people go. wear it in bed. But uh. if you're not going to wear it to bed, at least wear the retaining cone to keep your skin over the glands. I'm not going to lie, Ron. I want her to get her foreskin back at this point. Honestly. That's what I'm fucking thinking, dude. Jordan is just giddy about this. I love it. (laughs) Dude, look at this shit. Like, I got a foreskin now, Kids, don't do drugs. No. You you don't know what you're missing out on until you've tried it. How's that Yeah, dude. Like, you should grow foreskin. Try to regrow your foreskin. It's this easy, dude. Like, it's the... I thought this was going to hurt. It does not hurt. My other t-shirt says, circumcised, you have no idea what you're missing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It look, I mean, it, look, I it looks like a legit thing. One. I was, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's okay, whatever. Talking about the uh, John Wilson, John Wilson yes. on HBO. So you're a drummer, right? I play drums. Do, 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 like, there's drums made out of uh, animal skins. Yeah, it'd be pretty shameful to think that you're ever drumming on something that was made from someone's foreskin. What if you skin. had four but drummers all drumming <laughs> on animal skins? Wow, they would have four skins. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you, this. while you bring it up, it's really sad to think about. In the United States today, over a million infants are circumcised annually. 0.0 of those infants have given consent for that cosmetic procedure. One of the things I wanted to ask I, I about... I was well, making no, a no, damn no. point, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I no, get no, it, no, I get that it. Is a, that's very, like, It's absolutely. a great point, but one of the I things, wasn't done. You don't know the, how great my point is. Uh, okay, okay. Those kids... Let, let them speak for those Dude, kids. those kids deserve Those the kids have not given consent for that procedure, but what happens to the foreskin that is cut from those kids? Well, in childhood... It looks like a little ring of skin. A joke about it in a movie like... Uh, the Fockers? Yeah, the Fockers, whatever. But in fact, in the adult, it grows to... I'm going to take out a prop. The same area, same surface area as this leaflet. You could, you could compare a foreskin to a 3 by 5 card. Hold this mic by my face while I speak. I got you, I got you. So for example, with this card, this isn't exactly 3 by 5 but let's pretend it was. Uh, if you were to fold it in half, it's like two and a half by five inches, and then roll it into a circle. Look at there. I've got about the girth of an erect glans, and I've got the outer facing foreskin and the inner facing foreskin. So unwrap it, and voila, there I am. 15 square inches of <laughs> deliciously pleasure receptive surface that that's that infant of, has lost by the time they grow to be an adult. That's and, a lot of foreskin, dude. Like, foreskin. And what happens that, yeah. to that foreskin of the infant? Not donated, but stolen. Stolen, it's absolutely. It's stolen. stolen, absolutely. It becomes spice criminal doctors. It often. Well, I don't know exactly how often because people are secretive about this shit. But you said ninety percent in Illinois. You could, 
But I'm... Allow me to speak. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Some of the time, and I don't know how much of the time, that foreskin is bought and sold. Wait, no, no, no. There is a traffic... There's no fucking... There is traffic in stolen human body parts in the United States. And you know this because you can go to Google right now, wherever you are... I believe you. And search for foreskin fibroblasts. What do you what is that used for? F I B R O B L A S T S. Fibroblasts. Foreskin fibroblasts. And you can buy some. You can buy for what purpose? stolen human body parts on the internet right now. And legitimate big name pharmaceutical companies buy these things for research into how to heal skin wounds. They buy it to make products that are meant to heal uh, burn victims and diabetics. They suck the they stem cells out. They make fucking face cream. Human animal hybrids. Oh, yeah. So if you Google right now, TNS, Tom Nancy Sylvester, TNS Recovery Complex. Crazy. Add the word Oprah while you're at it. TNS Recovery Complex Oprah. You will find a face cream, which is for sale, or was uh, when Oprah still had a TV show, uh, which is meant for your face, which includes foreskin as an ingredient. And Oprah bragged about it when she had the maker of it on, or a representative uh, of the maker on her show and said, oh, really, a little foreskin, that's amazing. And the audience tittered yeah. instead of shrieking oh, in yeah, horror and running was, to yeah, call like, the police. That's such a cute thing to add into your, uh, so your product. So there are, there are products made from stolen human body parts, and that's absolutely disgusting and should change. And we wouldn't have to mention foreskin or infants or penises in the law that could clamp that shit down. All we'd have to say is that medical waste, which is what they call the foreskin when it's amputated, must be cataloged and any donation of it must benefit the donor. Any money made has to be held in escrow until the infant is old enough to cash that check. And... And anybody signing a consent form has to be told that money will change hands based on this amputated bodily part. No, no, right. Of any body part. And you know that uh, that law would also clamp down on trafficking in stolen arms and legs and heads and shit. Because yeah. that has, you've seen that on 60 Minutes. They were uh, taking parts that were meant to be donated to like university medical research. They wound up somehow, because they were extra, didn't have enough medical students to chop up all the cadavers this year. They wound up extra, and they're trafficked by private firms. They're sold to companies that like well, rent a ballroom at a hotel well, and have, have a little seminar on how to fit a, an artificial hip or something. Well, listen, they have, they have in Chicago, in the Natural History Museum, they have body works, the, uh, the thing where they... Yeah, and we don't know whether thing. those people ever signed consent to be displayed like that, but... No, um, we don't. Yeah. Now, listen... But it doesn't matter because they're, they're in China device, and they're prisoners. My, my, <laughs> there you go. My tugging device fell off, and I don't know how. To, what do I do? I put the glands around the tip of the penis. So take again. the cone away. Take the clear cone away again, okay, okay, and put okay. just the white part against your glands again. Get some spit on Wrap it. Your, don't. Don't get. Spit it's not time for spit. <laughs> it's not time for spit. So you place the concave portion against your glands. And you roll your skin up onto the sloped conical surface. When the skin is bunched up close to the tugging handle, then you grab the retaining cone, force it on the bunched up skin, and try to grip the skin uniformly with oh, as few wrinkles as possible. If you trap a skin wrinkle, it's going to get uncomfortable soon. It's because blood flow will be pinched off. Yeah. And you'll That's know because it'll start to sort of burn and sting. You want it even, yeah. That's a good skin wrinkle right there. That's going to hurt. So you want a nice, 
uniform around the perimeter of it kind of application that'll last a good four hours in comfort. And what we do is we say, hey, listen, once you've got the thing applied, then conduct the four-hour rule experiment. Because we want this to stay comfortable for those four hours between breakfast and lunch. Brad, how's about this? I feel like this is a good one. That looks great. That looks great. great. So the four-hour rule says... If you can get this thing to stay comfortable on you for four straight hours, then you're using a, a workable amount of tension. Now, when I got my Brazilian butt lift, they have me have, wear this garment that I'm not wearing right now, and they said that I have to have it on 24 hours a day. Do I need to have the foreskin thing 24 hours a day to grow foreskin back? Once you start tugging, I highly recommend that you wear either the tugging device or just the retaining cone 24-7, as you suggest. Uh, you'll, you'll, the only time you'll take it off is for toileting, Washing or intimacy. Put it right back on every chance you get because it'll it'll help your skin grow in the desired puckered up shape. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. I really can feel that. It's tensioning. You can see it's tensioning the outer facing skin that we can see. Yeah. But it's also tensioning the skin that's facing in because that skin is adhered securely at the sulcus just behind the glands. And so it's pulling until your penis resists that tension. So the interfacing tension is caused by your own penis pulling back and the outer facing tension is caused by the skin where it's anchored near the base at the you know the scrotum, the pubic mound, etc. So you get interfacing and outer facing tension from a simple tugging device like that one. Have this you is, <clears throat> This is nice, dude. I'm not going to lie. I felt like this is going to this was going to hurt. Like when I saw the device online, I'm not going to lie to you, Ron. Like I saw the device and I was like this obviously this fucking hurts, but I it, I barely notice it. That's why you imagined this Hold tug of it, war was going to be like a death match. Oh, I did. I thought that it was going to be a death match. I really did. Like, but now that I feel it, I'm like, no, I, I feel like this is, I feel, I might be able to beat you, Brad. How do you feel about this? Generally, if you have more skin to roll up onto the conical surface, you get a more secure grip. So, so you I'm, think I'm you're speculating gonna that my grip will be more secure than your grip. <laughs> so you're on, so you rigged this battle. That's what you're saying. He says, "I don't know." Do you, you wear the Do you wear the retaining cap every day? He I does, wear the dude. retaining cone to bed every night. Okay, and I wear it some days depending on what I'm doing, where I'll be, who I'll be with. Okay. If I'm at the cookout and my skin slinks off the glands, I don't want to be the weird uncle sticking his hand down his pants to fix his skin. So I wear the retaining cone. And I will tell you right now, like I don't feel like I I was an uncle at one point, and I'll tell you right now with this thing on my penis. I don't feel like I'd be going down there and uh, and doing that. <laughs> I don't think I'd be going in my uh, in my pants and doing that. Yeah, I know. I have it on silent. I don't know why it's fucking doing that. That's a weird ass silent you got it on. I know it's the hamster dance. It's fucking. Do- I promise you, it's David. All so right, I, so we're back. We're well, back. We got, all right. How far are we? In? No, we're going to keep going as long as well, it takes. Well, we're good, but what do, uh, what do we want to get into? we got what the tuggers on. No, what else do we yeah, like, about? what else do we want to get into? I want to talk about, so we talked about the tuggers. I mean, we've got quite a bit of tugger talk. You, Lucy, just... Lucy has some questions, yeah, though. Right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way that you could be walking around with that big, like, black sock thingy on all day, unless you have multiple ones, right? I you, you buy. It's just a roll of dimes. That's like that's like twenty five dollars oh, in dimes. No, if you're no, wearing his his jockstrap thingy. Yeah. If you're wearing tug and wear to contain your device, because tug as I said, once in a while the device will come loose when you weren't planning for it. 
So that's why that long pouch is there to catch your device so nothing hits the floor to embarrass you. Of course. Of you course. can rig out your, your own fail-safe scheme, whether you can afford tugging wear or you have something else in mind, just like an old sweat sock, whatever. Um, you need a fail-safe scheme if mm. you're a tugger so that so nothing I'm assuming that rolls like, out the subway car. Like briefs and boxers are basically out of the question. It's no. Be. A lot of guys... You have to, you, you know, because I asked that earlier. I said boxers are brief, and yeah. I didn't expect you to be wearing tug and wear. You could yeah. wear boxers with a with a sock pinned to your boxers and get the same protective function that this specialized garment gives you. That's that's what the answer I'm looking for. What I did when I was an active tugger is I wore regular old briefs, but in the bottom, down at the very lowest part of the briefs, I just cut from side to side. So I had a flap hanging in front and a flap hanging back, and I'm swinging in the breeze, open to the air, down wow. below. But I used that flap hanging in front. I clipped my tension strap to the device right through the fabric of the uh, what I call a loincloth. Turned my briefs into a loincloth. And so I clipped right to that fabric. That's primal of you. So if the, if the device, the tugging device, got loose from my penis, the strap was still clipping the device to the loincloth. So it, the, the device didn't go flying. Hmm. So when you've had a failure, call it a failure, like the device getting loose from you, you don't expect another failure at the same time the clip coming loose from the uh, handle of the tugger. So you hope that, that only... like the weight hits the ground and fucking like embarrasses the that shit That would be bad. So, yeah, I wasn't using weight at that you're time. You're at the bank and like, you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it really, if something hits the floor, the person who sees it knows nothing about restoring. Have you had any... So you just say, excuse me, I'm going to need that or there must be a hole in my pocket and you put it back in your pocket. Yeah, right. So you have you had experiences like this? Uh, no, I haven't had a, a, failure. a disastrous failure. What I have had is I, have you I heard stories or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, some guy's wearing a weight and it goes rolling down the aisle of the subway and he's chasing <laughs> after it. <laughs> but uh, what I have done is I should go out on a high note and just end the interview now. Um, what I have done is worn a heavy stainless weight through airport security hmm. on purpose to find out for the benefit of my clients and followers what happens in that event. This was on my way back from my 2011 Howard Stern interview. I had lots of time in the airport. So I got there way early, and I said, well, let me go take out of my fanny pack. I'm going to take my stainless weight and add it to my device. Go through airport security. This is post-9-11, so there were lots of extreme, you know, serious protocols in place. you are also a white guy. There you go. I mean, not everybody has the privilege to test airport security like I did. So I said, I better exploit my privilege and... (laughs) So like I, any white man would. I walked know? up to the magnetometer. I said, excuse me, I'm wearing a post-surgical brace. That's awesome. It has metal parts. It'll probably set off your machine. So she weighs me through. Beep. <laughs> Is it the one that goes all the way around you? I didn't have it that day. Oh, okay. But you I have worn devices with that, with that machine. Even my all-silicone, your skin cone, will set off the wraparound scan. Oh, yeah. If they have it set, I've been through th- sensitive enough. I've been through that thing as a trans woman. So, like, what they do is they put it in as male or female, right? And they find um, protrusions on the male or female anatomy. Unexpected. So, like, so I'm very. I I don't want to brag, but I'm very passable sometimes. You yeah. know, like <laughs> sometimes. So I'll go through airport security. They'll put it as woman, but every single time this thing will fucking go off. And I'm like, I have to tell them beforehand, like, right. hey, you know, I have a dick. It pays to tell them because you don't want to get tased. So I, I said, dude. Like, I don't want to get shot by So United. I said, don't tase me, bro. I'm wearing a thing. She weighs me through. It beeps. And then she goes, okay, you'll have to wait here. I'm going to call two agents of your same gender. You know, 
again, it's all gross to like assume everybody's the gender you assume they are and all that. What are you going to do? So I waited for two manly looking men to show up and they said, come with me. They led me to a cubicle very close to the, all the action by the airport security checkpoint. And inside that cubicle, they said, so what's going on? I said, well, I'm wearing a, it's actually a foreskin restoration tugger to undo un- unwanted surgical effects that I didn't ask for. And they said, well, what's the deal? Is it, can it come off? I said, well, it could. There are metal parts. Those could come off easily. They said, okay, tell you what. We're going to take everything of yours, including your boarding pass. So you're like a man without a country right now. Hmm. We'll leave you your cell phone so you don't feel naked. <laughs> and when we get back. <laughs> Did they let you have your foreskin device, though? When we get back, we'd like to see the metal thing on the table. And then we'll wand you again. They made you take off your foreskin device. So in privacy, with nobody seeing my nakedness, I took off the, the metal part, put it on the table. They came back. They wanted me. I was good enough. They looked at the device. They said, this isn't a weapon. They gave it back to me. And I was on my way. So They, they saw your dick and they were like, this they didn't, is a weapon. Obviously. I'm trying to make the point that they didn't see any nudity. They didn't do anything that would embarrass me. They handled it professionally. The total delay to me, because I, I used my stopwatch function on my phone, was 10 minutes. Hmm. So should you ever even... You said a stopwatch and everything, yeah. too. You're like, I'm ready to know how long this is going to take. Even in the event that you are you know, intercepted at airport security, 10 minutes is a reasonable estimation of the delay until we get more samples. But I've worn devices right through the magnetometer. Since then, this device, like the one you're wearing... All the all the metal parts are stainless. They have a low magnetic response. And I'll so tell they, you, I barely feel this thing. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I barely feel this thing. Very comfortable. Stainless very steel doesn't, you know, your magnet won't have an attraction to stainless steel generally. It's very weak. So um, you can get right through the, the security checkpoint with a stainless steel handgun, boys and girls. <laughs> no, obviously you Run can't low, because everyone. there's... <laughs> anyway, so um, it's either stainless or aluminum. Again, no no magnetic response. So I've worn that right through checkpoints in the time since many times. And I always have sample devices in my fanny pack. I've never been asked, what the hell is this thing that, you know, the handle of it kind of looks, kind of looks like the uh, pin on a grenade. So, you know, they have every right to, <laughs> to open my right bag and look, here, but right? they never have. Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't that look like something you'd see in a German uh, Holocaust museum or something? It is a, it's a German grenade. It's got the same shape and everything. Yeah. So anyway, uh, airport security is not really that big of a deal. In most cases, you want to remove so as much court, of the device as so, possible. So when you go to court, right? And and <laughs> and carry it through, put it through the X-ray machine, and only no, what no, you're wearing is less. Afterwards. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but but just so you know, even purely silicone-only type devices could show up on the full-body scan if they chose to adjust the machine to see that. They generally want to ignore the genitals and not question people about their genitals, but they could. And if they do, just say, I'm wearing a post-surgical brace. If you want to see it, we're going to need some privacy. Yeah, right. It'd be open about what's going on. Yeah. Because it definitely looks like some co- sort of medical device. Because I mean, it, it definitely it, it, is. I mean, it is a medical device. There are people device. in Europe who have written me before ordering saying, if I order this, can you uh, write me a letter or an invoice or something that shows that it's a medical thing? Because I'm going to deduct it from my flexible spending account oh, for nice. my health insurance. And they've successfully done that on several occasions. Nice. That's awesome. So they just like get their TLC tugger for free. To them, free, yeah. Somebody's paying. for you, man. Fuck yeah. So I just noticed that in addition to forgetting your device, I forgot my list of stunts that I was going to pull. So it's all right. Stunts? Let's do your, Surely. let's finish up well, your question well, list and then do some stunts. I can't imagine. I think, yeah, we're, we, we're pretty good. I'm curious about what stunts you had. Did you have any off the top that you remembered? No, I was just going to tell you some stories like what happened when I went on Everyday Edison's, which is like a PBS version of Shark Tank. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. Everyday Edison's was a TV show back in 2006. And um, I showed up there with the Your Skin Cone. I said, hey, uh, there are billions of cut men on Earth. So this is a huge product idea. And they... You wait around. You may or may not be selected to even be seen by the panel. Uh-huh. I was selected. And I walked in there and I showed him the device. I held it up and uh, explained that a lot of men were circumcised by no choice of their own and they might wish to get back more sensitivity. This device lets you keep the skin over the glands, blah, blah, blah. And since there's a billion and a half cut men who might want this because they weren't cut for religious reasons, let's get busy selling them. I'm going to need a little money. And that was the pitch. And... Um, the panel apparently liked it because I was ushered into the, the green room. The oh, next nice. Now, this panel was not a TV taping. This was a preliminary panel of experts. There's a separate set of judges that would see it if I was selected for you know on-camera stuff. And that's where they led me. You're in the same room with some kid who invented a board game and some guy who's got a coffee table that flips up from under your couch. And, I mean, they brought their whole damn couch <laughs> to, the, to the audition. Um, anyway... So I'm in this room waiting and, and sort of chit-chatting, making small talk. Well, what do you do? I've got this foreskin restoration device. Anyway, I'm there, and I'm waiting for my turn, and I'm thinking about my pitch, and I'm polishing it in my mind and rehearsing it. And um, the producer I talked to earlier and a person in a suit walk into this green room. They said, Ron, uh, come with me. Bring all your stuff. And as we're walking and talking, I realize we're heading toward the, the door where I had entered. And they explained to me that I would not be part of any TV show today. They had talked to the lawyers in New York, and they're not going to have an uncircumcising device as part of their show. It's just <laughs> a little too hot. This is PBS. PBS. That's some bullshit, yeah. dude. They did you dirty. You were they, probably I've been the done most, dirty. Yeah, no. You're the most like viable product, I guarantee, because they brought you into the gar- and green it's room. It's like legit. Your reason's legit. A lot more legit it is, than whatever dude. the couch flipping thing was. Like I, mean. I, I could live without having a flipping cock, but can I live without a foreskin? <laughs> These are good questions. Have you ever tried to go on like a Shark Tank or any of that type show? Or I'm like probably going to pitch this to Shark Tank any day now. I mean, the only <laughs> reason we've resisted is because it's a it's a publicly shown show. All our friends and family would see it. And my wife, frankly, hasn't discussed this with her family. Uh, fair. Even though we've been doing this as our sole source of income for 14 years. Oh, so so you're, you're supporting both you and your, your, your wife. Yeah, I didn't get to finish that story earlier, that. but when I quit my job in 2008, coincidentally, the same month, when my notice finally finished, and okay, it's June. You said you were leaving in three months. Get the hell out. I left. That same month, my wife's job abruptly ended because the company wow. she was working for moved to New York and wasn't offering re- relocation. Aww. So suddenly we have only tugging to live on. And it was also 2008, you may recall, was quite a downturn in the economy yeah. due to some kind of like high tech bubble or something. Mm-hmm. So um, real estate was light, everything was soft. That is the year, however, that I first appeared on Howard Stern as part of their pretty penis contest. <laughs> how, how much? How much did they pay you? You don't, don't get paid. Don't ask that. You don't get paid by Howard Stern. So I, he doesn't pay you. You just went on the advertising. I volunteered to travel it to New York City at my own expense. Really? To be part of the pretty penis contest to be judged by Star Trek's George Takei. Fuck yeah! What did he say about your dick? He said it's lovely. I said. He said, "Oh my!" I said, before I revealed it, before I revealed it, I I said, "You know, you're probably gonna like my penis because it's the only one that's gonna look like a Renaissance painting." Oh. And indeed, <laughs> none of the other contestants. There were six of us all together. None of them was intact. 
Uh-oh. None of them were intact. So you were growing back your foreskin. So Did I was, you have a foreskin at least? I was last then. I probably showed him about the foreskin you saw today. Because like I say, it depends on you know mood Dude, and everything else. that's a nice foreskin. That's like, that's like a nicely fresh cut cut uh, uh, haircut or something, man. It's like, whatever it is. But I'm a little bit swollen because it's nice and warm in here. Uh, when I'm when I'm cold, I tell you what, I could really pass for a tightly uh, it looks puckered like intact a th- guy. No, it looks like an intact penis, but it's like poking out the top ever so nicely, like a fucking. If you were a penis model, you could fucking like pull it off. It's a nice penis. If you're gonna be a penis model, you have to be master of your domain. I would say you're, and master I probably of your wouldn't do- qualify. Listen, I mean, I think <laughs> you're being a little too modest here because I think that you are. I'll tell you right now, I work in poor, and you have a nice foreskin. I will say that. I'm you, flattered. You should be flattered, dude. Like this, because that's a, I've seen men that have dicks that are like one foot long, but it's like you're honestly, you're like your dick is a good length. It has a nice, it has a nice, uh, you know, even without the device on, dude. Like it looks nice. Like Lucy's foreskin, I feel like it's too long. Too much. It's too much. I feel like it's too much. Like if you were to piss no, right no, now. No, 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 no. See, Ron, I, I, if I could, I would like, like I said, there should be an, an option that's right between actual circumcision and like halfway circumcision. there is and let me tell you about it what is it well, let's you hear it said, you already said that it's an awful thing and it's, it's no it's there is there's well, a simple it's awful to not consent to it yeah there's no, a simple absolutely. non-surgical consented to by you option which is called living skinned back oh so you just take the skin you've got force it to roll back onto your shaft right and add a little sort of a silicone sleeve that keeps the skin from rolling back onto your glands and now you're wearing your skin on the shaft like happens for cut guys. See, that's the thing, though. That, 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 that's the thing. is That's a little too much for me because yeah. I feel like I'm so sensitive being an intact person. Duh. Yeah, obviously. More sensitivity. So, Hello. But, but I would like to be to the point where I don't have loose skin hanging off the top. But like, yours. I don't know why you say that because there's more to play with. There's slinky gliding slack. Your partners can say, oh, look, mm, up and down, up and down. Ooh, fun, fun. Why don't you think absolutely, that's a valuable absolutely. thing? Absolutely. There you go. Well, here's the thing. For me. I don't like it. I'm a trans woman. You know, like I I what? I don't have sex. <laughs> no, you're not. You're a, you're you're a masculine right. man, right? right? Anyway, so I'm a trans woman and and I I just don't have sex the way that guys do. Okay. So obviously, you know, I don't go around actually fucking people, although sometimes I do. I'm not going to lie about it. Okay. But if you imagined your penis as just a really beautifully large clitoris, you could yeah, just say, let's massage my beautiful clitoris using my slinky. She's had it before where people have like fucked her ass and said, rub on your little clitty. Right, stop. You, you know could that. say, let's just massage my exquisitely large clitoris with my exquisite <laughs> yeah. slinky sleeve of skin. And you're having beautiful sex. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about my skin is that it's like uh, I've got this grotesquely large clitoris and I get to <laughs> massage it with, uh, with my, with my that, prepuce. That is unfair of you to say, but... I think let, let, there's let, a beautiful book you should read. You would love this book. It's by Hida H I D A Valoria V I L O R I A Valoria called Inter. It's called Born Both and Intersex Life, and she never says exactly how humongous her clitoris is, but she was born with genitals that damn near looked male, hmm. and she has lived an exquisitely fun, adventurous, rewarding, productive, humanitarian, compassionate, contributing life as an intersex person, sometimes passing as male, sometimes passing as female, always loving and and giving to her partners. And 
the reason she wrote the book is so that we'd know you don't have to normalize people with atypical genitalia for them to have a satisfactory life. And she was just so lucky to be left intact by her mom who said, whatever the hell she's got, that's hers to decide whether there's an extra or whatever the hell. Anyway, read the book, Born Both, An Intersex Life. It's beautiful. It's fun. She lost me about halfway through. I mean, I always thought I could keep... I've met this lady at seminars where she was giving a lecture and I was giving a lecture. And I always was thought she I could... hot? She's so hot. I always thought I could keep up with her until I read the book and she's like riding topless on a bike at, at Burning Man. You know, and I'm like, that's just not, you know... Doing like, shrooms. That's a little too much. Burning for Man's me. badass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I was gonna get she's to the point. Gorgeous. Have you been to Burning Man? No. No, you seem like a Burning Man type of guy. I, I, I could, I could do very it. Very laid back. If it was ecologically sound, I might do it, but it's not. Dude, it is ecolo- Well, it is five hundred dollars a ticket. I will say that. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, not yeah. the money. If, if, if but you know, what's funny is when you go there, they don't use money, but you pay five hundred dollars a ticket, but you can get like <laughs> free drinks and shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole idea of deliberately leaving your civilization, which has already had this horrible carbon footprint, and taking everything you need to survive away from all those infrastructures, yeah, is is not green. It's deliberately not green. It's saying I'm going to have lots of wasted packaging and energy and stuff. So, so I don't (laughs) approve of Burning Man, but agreed. Yeah, I love the the idea of just being free and and approving of whatever it is you encounter, and I'd love to encounter it, but yeah. just I don't want to waste Here's carbon the thing, footprint. You don't want getting there. They don't use free. they don't use cars though. Like like they're like they classify cars at Burning Man as like mutant uh, animals or something. It's obviously very hypocritical. Hypocritical it's because weird. every person who can afford five hundred bucks got there on a plane or exactly. close but enough in a car. If you or wanted to use your car, I know that it's like. Like uh, like fucking hundreds of dollars to be able to use your car there, but you have to pay that money, and then you classify it as some. You have to literally go to the DMV and classify it as some like mutant vehicle. Clo- the Burning Man DMV. It's fucking. The weird. lines there are horrendous. I'm not even. Yeah. The smell. <laughs> the smell is horrendous. The smell, yeah. dear lord, the smell. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's what I've read on the internet. Yeah, I think we've had enough Chris Benoit's for the day. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was going to get back to the point where from like kind of a trans woman point of view where I have sex with men, I don't like the foreskin on my sexual partner. Of course, that's because, you know, most guys, they just don't know good foreskin etiquette. Like you, for example, I, I completely trust that you are completely clean and everything and that you would pull it back in a case of Even at that, when I took off my device this morning, I noticed there was like a pube stuck in there. You, you can't help doing, you know, being unhygienic in some sense at all times. So, in general, just be know your partners well enough so that you know you could say to them, "Hey, go spritz off, dude." Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel and like thing, I feel like the, the thing, average though, person. One, one one thing, and I don't think you get this. Like, I don't think you know under, understand the extent of people like me. For example, I pee a lot throughout the day just because I have a very fast metabolism and I drink lots of water. So. You know, I have to go pee throughout the day, and you know, obviously, you got to pull it back, whatever. But sometimes you still get stuff stuck in there, you know. That's and, right. And but before you ever go out on a date, you're gonna do what? Of course, I'm gonna shower up. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. We wash. So you're right about that. You're we wash right about for that. social. People... <laughs> I was making a very important point. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We wash for social reasons, not health reasons. Think about your prehistoric humans roaming the savanna. With their stinky genitals sniffing each other to see if you're the right kind of partner, whatever. They, they, we're designed to trap odors, like in our pubes and stuff. So, 
the, this whole idea of your penis being as squeaky clean and fragrance-free as your finger is a modern invention. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's what we're looking for in a partner. So go ahead and wash. Fine. Just understand you're not doing it because it's, you know, what was there is gross. You're not doing it because it's healthier. You're doing it because your partner's expected. But in a, we, we could take it to that extent where it's like, okay, I, I smell gross. Like, I need to wash up though, right? Come Even on. us restored guys can smell really gross if we yeah, go exactly. without washing yeah, a few yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. It and can stink like that horrible air that comes I, out of an inner tube after months. I've had people come over here to pay for uh, to see my forest, to see my uncut foreskin, and they pay. They come here with cut. they come here with foreskin, and they pay three hundred dollars an hour for me to tell them, "Hey, you need to go take a fucking shower." You know, like your yeah. fucking foreskin stinks like shit, dude. Like right. you have cheese. Yeah, Howard Stern has had featured some of that sort of derision-oriented porn. What do they call it? There's a word for it. I don't know. Oh my dude. god! Like dirty, like unsanitized, like, almost. <laughs> like when you're just dis- just natural. Telling somebody they're disgusting and oh, gross. There's a word for it. Oh, oh like a degrading, derelict, de- belittling, whatever, degrading, degrade. Yeah. Deg- yeah, degrading degradation porn. porn. That's I not degradation. Isn't the it's word? It's not even degradation. There's a word, and I can't think of it because I've had rum all day, and you've been smoking whatever the hell. Yeah. It's not. It's not even. It's not even like that. It's like degradation. Is that like degradation I've, porn? There, thank you. It is. It, had, is. it really I is. You said degradation. Yeah. I have. I had people. I tried. Co- I tried. I've had it's a not few even, too. It's not Stop even, for a second. English is Lucy's second, second language, and you. she coughed up degradation. Close enough, goddammit. Hey, thank you for pointing that out. Degradation is better of a word. <laughs> I mean, that had more syllables. Degradation yeah. is the word, but anyway. Okay. Yeah, so, like, listen. So, like, uh, I've had people come over here. They paid $300 an hour for me to just, like, get them over here and tell them, hey, your ass needs to go take a shower. You got dick cheese, my guy. And I've literally been, like, scraped it off the tip of their penis. I was like, look at this. Like, you need to take a shower. He doesn't even want to see the imaginary dick Avert cheese. my eyes from that imaginary <laughs> dick, dick cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had that before. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, it's like, why are you? Never mind like, the earthquake we're having right now, folks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucy's, Lucy's doing it. Is it still She's going? Jamie. I think this is sad, like, completely. Well, oh, Jesus. Oh That's wow! Fine. Well, it's okay. Well, we had a good run. We're if you want to see it instead of just hear it, you'll have to pay extra. But yeah, a word of the wise: you'll never see it, so don't. Yeah, it, it, we'll have bits <laughs> and pieces available. Well, now, Ron, we've asked a lot about your dick and stuff like that. Like we've asked a lot about penis stuff, a lot about like stuff that has to do with your penis and foreskin and stuff like that. I'm done with that right now. Go ahead. What do you like to do for fun? I know that you're a musician. Like, what I've noticed is you have a lot of, like, videos of you doing music by yourself, but do you have a band? I've been in a band. You can go to Spotify and search for the Sonic Footprint channel. Really? Sonic and Footprint. Sonic Footprint channel. And go on your phone. Is your phone it. plugged in? I got it. And you'll get a whole channel of music that resembles the band Sonic Footprint, which is my band. What do you normally play? Do you do you play an instrument or do you so sing? So I was in that band until about 2007, and we uh, made music that sounds kind of like Three Doors Down, I suppose. And uh, on our one and only album, I wrote one of the songs, very proud of it, called uh, Irresponsible is the name of the song. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I play music wherever and however I, I get a chance. Is this it? Hey, that's my song, Irresponsible. Irresponsible. 
so you wrote this in 2006, seven or, around or somewhere around that yeah. age? Were you singing on this, or you're just, no? You're, our lead singer just, is Dave Calloway. He's very gifted. You're just drumming on this one, right? Along our ways. Nice. I'm so tired, this is Rambo drumming. What happened with this band? Did, they just don't. They, they're not together anymore. Yeah, we're just way too busy. Turn it down uh, a little more. Just a little more. The leader, Dave continued to tour as a two-man acoustic duo kind of thing at golf course resort shows and restaurant shows and whatever private party shows mm -hmm. and he made a soul living through music but um the guitarist greg pop and i both had other careers yeah obviously well i feel like you made a hey dude it's the pre-chorus hold on oh let me turn it up Did you guys do, like, shows and shit? Yeah. Yeah, we were tickled whenever we got a chance to do a show. But um, this song is about George Bush and the Iraq War. Ah, like, you're irresponsible, you fucking blew up their planet, now you gotta go back and make it right. Well, the last guy that we had on our podcast was a... Uh, because um, you may recall, Iraq did not send people to bomb us on 9/11. Oh no, yeah, no, dude! You have to imagine. You have to imagine, like, so, like, the last person that we had on our podcast was a Marine from that war and shit. So, like, what they would do is they would fly over their country with like, uh, like bombers and shit, and drop like hundreds and hundreds of like leaflets, leaflets of like, of like, oh, well, you better leave your fucking home before we bomb the shit out of you. And if you don't leave, we're going to deem you as terrorists. And like, it's like, you have to imagine if you did that here in Chicago, right? people are going to be like, well, I'm going to defend my home. And then they're going to like That's call you. Exactly how I, the people we called insurgents were defending their home, just like Patrick Henry was mm -hmm. for the American Revolution. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean that's a whole ass can of worms we can get into, but we yeah, we get into that. But we're, we want to we want to figure out the foreskin thing today. We already figured yeah. that out. We figured that out. No, but you asked me what I do for fun. Yeah, I mean, so, there's a lot so of causes I'm very serious about. I was gonna say you climate seem to change be, is one. Uh, well, you have the intersex and solar. trans rights is one. High five on that, dude. Yeah, thank you for that. One. Yeah, let's get let's get me, you, and Lucy get a three way high five. I'm ready. Give me a high five. We got more more. What do we got? No, I'm just Wait, looking for my oh. <laughs> erect wind and solar sign, which I'm showing to the camera, which has long since died. <laughs> Let me see this one. Hold the signs up for So me. we got erect. It says rent this space. That's for that's gonna be us. We're gonna say put being gay for fun and profit on this side. We're gonna we're it's gonna just for rent fun to up. say rent this space. <laughs> and the, other, the other side of rent this space is B D E, not O I L. What is BDE? Well, because this was dangling from my dink, it's Big Dick Energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Dice man, give him the dice man. Oh, the dice man. You gotta hold the dice man. Do we even have applause or is it just? No, it's just dice man. Yeah. He needed the money. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Dice Day is the fucking Andrew Dice Day. Yeah, Andrew Dice Clay is the fucking worst comedian. I was talking on the bus to somebody, and they were like, oh, well, well, Dave Chappelle is the worst, and I'm trans. It's like, yeah, I get it, but it's like, Andrew Dice Clay was pretty much the worst comedian out there. Like he was. Out Everybody's there. had their bad days. Jerry Seinfeld yeah. has had his bad days. Well, not know. Jerry Seinfeld, but Kramer. 
he was the first. <laughs> well, he Kramer, had a way worse day. Kramer was pro intact though during the, 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 he was? the Seinfeld sitcom. Oh, He's the only shit. guy that said that kid should be left intact and make his own decision. And they carried on with the episode. And you may recall <laughs> Jerry was the holder of the baby during the circumcision and got his finger circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so. Kramer was the one. You know, the the insane. This is how it always goes in American TV: is the one who's insane is the one who thinks the baby should be left intact. Yeah, right. That's the weirdo. <laughs> But the N-word stuff was pretty weird, though. That, yeah, that well, was, that, listen. That was a, yeah, <laughs> I, kind of a I don't believe issue. he was speaking from the heart there. I think he was speaking as a comedian. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Uh, the foreskins should be okay, but I don't know how I feel about these. <laughs> I really believe that he thought he was being funny and he was maybe drunk. I, I would assume. I don't think that dude. word flows so easily from his lips in casual do you, conversation. Now, do you know, like, when he does comedy now, like, every single... Every single comedy show ever since then has always been like some like, oh, it's the apology tour and shit like that. That's all he, you could do. He should apologize. It was it was heinous, but I, again, it was I don't heinous. think it represents his heart. I think it, it represents doesn't him represent his thinking. House. He was being edgy in comedy. I yeah. think I think he was trying to be edgy. I agree, but like if he would like nowadays though, like if he was in 2016, right? Oh, he'd be so jumping off the planet. Yeah, he'd be jumping off the planet. I think that he would be like. I, if I was him, I would hit that margin. Well, there would like, there would have been like N word tour. There would have like, been eighteen thousand people <laughs> with cameras fucking recording him anyways. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. there's eighteen TikTok videos of Kramer saying the N word now. <laughs> yeah, but who could have like we looked up the Andrew Dice Clay? Uh, uh, he's coming here in September apparently, and the tickets to go see this guy. It's been like maybe thirty years since he was popular and like the tickets still for him are like a hundred and twenty dollars. This as much as it is to I, go to Lollapalooza. I feel bad for the people who think he's funny. I don't think he's very funny. I, I don't think have. he's funny either. I think he's a he, piece of shit. I mean yeah. He is a piece of shit. Some of those but that's nursery rhymes funny. I don't know. The nursery rhymes kinda got a chuckle out of me as it a was kid. clever and novel to exploit nursery exactly. rhymes. Exactly. I mean no his stand up in general is pretty but trash. Was, he literally <laughs> like like day. he told gay jokes and he was like Gay people get shit on their dicks and walk around all day. Oh, I'm edgy. And everybody... Well, the think, crowd's laughing. Yeah, they're yeah. all like, oh, yeah. They're the fucking but, worst. But even a master like Seinfeld, if you go back far enough, you can find things that wouldn't fly today. And he, Oh, yeah. And he, he's he'll, he'll talk about that. He'll say, Yeah, Listen. but he's a Jewish man. Like, Dice Man was a fucking, like... Sh- like white guy like he was like a white italian or something like you can't get away like Wait, they, seinfeld because he's jewish can get away with stuff i feel like he can like like they didn't let kramer get away with the n-word so if he was jewish he could have said jerry the was never saying the n-word he was of. never saying <laughs> that jerry yeah jerry seinfeld be like hey guys i got a new bitch i feel like they'd be more lenient on him though i just heard the other day on uh, the pete holmes podcast the guest was gary gullman whose HBO show is called The Big Depression. You should watch it. Um, they were discussing Seinfeld and how he never threw an F-bomb mm-hmm. in stand-up, never... except for one time. And They said the same thing about Bill Cosby. He was though. talking about Superman and Lois Lane, and he said, and just when you need him to save the world or whatever, Superman and Lois are off in some fucking cave. That was the joke. And Jerry said, I tried the joke without the F-bomb. It didn't get a laugh. So I just cut it anyway because I didn't want to be a, a guy who's using the F bomb yeah, on stage. Yeah. And uh, anyway, then the, uh, the the podcast participant said, "Oh, but I had an acting coach who told me this." And the guy said, "Somebody told me the same thing, which is this: if you're trying to work clean, think the foul language, 
as part of your sentence, but don't utter it. Yeah, yeah. So you say, they're off in some fucking cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't say fucking cave. Anyway. But you're getting the point the, is, uh, you, can, you can have the same edge, yeah. and you can get the laugh without using the word. And it's so stupid to me that we have to avoid using some words. It's just language. There are no bad words. There are only disrespectful contexts exactly. in which these I words agree. are offered. I For agree. example, the school principal does not expect my second grader to be using that word. To do so would be disrespectful. I will not have my kids back when they use that word. I've told them that. Yeah. You know, this was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there are disrespectful contexts. Exactly. There are no bad words. Every word has its own power to convey the idea exactly. that it goes with it. That's why I fucking hate using the expression N-word. Yeah. If I wanted to say nigger and I had a reason to say it, <laughs> I, didn't push I would say it <laughs> oh and God. I would not be shy about it. Right. And I wouldn't be using it to deride someone. Exactly. I would be using it to describe a horrible time in our history. Uh-huh. Exactly. And I will not, just like in Harry Potter, some people aren't afraid to say Voldemort. Some I wouldn't shy away are. from saying it. That is the last time I'll ever say it, probably in my whole yeah, life. Yeah, right. <laughs> but for, to, <laughs> for, gonna, to make a point. We're going to block it out in the podcast, yeah, though. So thank you. To yeah. protect your character. Very good. Yeah. No, but absolutely. That's the whole... I, I 100% agree that words shouldn't have power over what your meaning is. Well, people call me call us trannies all the time, but I'm not going to like kill myself over it, but some <laughs> girls do. Some girls do. Like A lot of trans people kill well, themselves that's why over I, some I, shit. Yeah. Well, the words do have power. They do have but, power. But it's not the word. It's but the horrible sentiment behind the exactly. word. Exactly. When it's someone who's a piece of shit calling you that. Yeah, it exactly. Is. But it's like at the end of the day, you need to be a person to be like, well, this guy's obviously a bigger piece of shit than I am. You know, like, and that's how I feel. And speaking of pieces of shit, Lucy has something to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to get on <laughs> She's a piece of shit because she's... Uh, against foreskins. Well, no. I'm just well, fucking. With I, I was gonna say something. It's because he, Chris get a little closer to the mic. She's Polish. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, get get, get on mic. What were you gonna say? I don't know what I was gonna say. I don't even know what the last topic was. <laughs> well, yeah. I apologize for my lame joke. My my, my train of thought fun. crashed as soon as she. I don't know. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried. Um, what were we talking about just a second ago? I don't know. We're having fun. I don't know. I th- I think we're. Should kind of start wrapping up. No. In the well, we're, no, no, no. What were we talking no, about? Well, we got because we got to get the we fucking tug, the tug of war. war. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You're showing it to a camera that's turned off. I remind yeah. you. Yeah. It's not turned off. Right? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, it's dead. <laughs> it's completely dead. Well, one of the things that I want to go into is like, Ron Lowe. What? What do you? I know you're a musician for fun. I know I saw the Bullet Train movie that came out. Do you like do anything for fun other than like? I know foreskin obviously isn't the main thing going on in your life. You know, when you're married for 32 years like I am, it's important to keep developing new hobbies that you share with your partner because you take that vow at age 28. Who the hell is the same person? You got married at 28? Who the hell is the same person 30 years later? Everybody grows and often in directions that aren't the same as your partner's. So the one thing we have in common my wife and I, that doesn't change, is we enjoy some of the same shows together. What shows It's is just that? that easy. So I watch a lot of fucking TV. Lately, we're so. watching Better Call Saul. I can't wait to see how it ends. Shut up if you know how it ends. <laughs> um, we, we're watching Better Things. We're in season three. It's an awesome show. Uh, so we, we watch a lot of TV, to be honest with you. Um, but me personally, I love biking, mountain biking in the woods, uh, naked biking for climate change. Do you have a, like a badass bike? 
Like I know it's, some. It's pe- a pretty good bike. It would only sell for about six hundred bucks today. Some people have bikes that are like as much as cars. Yeah, I'm, I'm I not that my guy. Friend, I know my friend Shannon. She's like that with biking, but like biking is an awesome hobby. I know I like to electric uh, skateboard. Fun. So, so that's a very expensive hobby. Also, it's about the same. But my other hobby is uh, songwriting, and making music. So you've heard my song uh, "Grow It Back Again," which was the introduction for this episode, maybe the first part of this episode. If yeah. we're into the second part already, mm-hmm. but um, I have other songs I've written. I have other song parodies that I love to perform. Let's I'll hear go a to, song parody. I go to karaoke clubs and sing my lyrics to very popular. Dude, songs. how is this guy not our best fucking yeah, friend? No, dude. Like, this is I know. like we literally. Hear this one is of our, like wait. this is what no. we do. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear yours. I want you to hear mine. I want to yeah. hear yours. This is yeah. awesome. Let's Every get the karaoke. Day a perfect baby is born. His parents' little bundle of joy. By nightfall, butchers line up to cut him and make him less of a boy. <gasps> Dude, Strap fuck those guys. Straight, peeling his tender glance, crushing his frenulum, and sending him home with a scar. Etc., <laughs> etc. Et oh, Babies no. are all born intact. Anyway, I obviously started in too high of a key. <laughs> That was a good. That was dude, a good I note. fucking love it, dude. I love it. Hell yeah. Have you heard uh, Luther Vandross um, dance with my father again? You asked me that earlier. I still haven't heard it. I don't oh, know what yeah, that is. I heard it. It's, uh, so it's just Luther Vandross, that song, but it's. Um, I've had this stuck in my head all day, but it's just like. This is Chris's invention. You did invent this song, Chris. Like, you, you describe it more than I do, because cool. this is your song. You have your own lyrics too. Well, I I like we we like to weird Al these songs also. He, I call fa- him Sad Al Yankovic because yeah. he writes a lot of. E- <laughs> I, he's I'm a, a musician. I'm a musician myself, and also he a songwriter. Has, he has yeah. an ample uh, music thing. Yeah, so. but um, yeah, I I like to take. I don't know. Whenever I listen to, a, I like I'm driving a lot, so when I listen to music when I'm driving, like I'll just like start. Uh, you know, rewriting the words in my head, and normally it's I try to make it as. Uh, disgusting or or stupid as possible so it, yeah it's usually very inappropriate so yeah luther vandross uh dance with my father which is probably one of the most like sentimental like nice songs about a guy losing his dad oh. and then I, I decided to change it into have sex with my father again it's <laughs> <laughs> based on a movie well i wrote that before i knew about the movie yeah, though. <laughs> it happened to fit movie. perfectly. So I constantly write song parodies also. I do it mostly... Am I over-modulating? I do it mostly to... Um, I narrate my life, basically, in song. Yeah. Okay. And it's, <laughs> it's stupid things. You know, when it was little, it was, you know, songs to change a diaper to. Today, yeah, there you go. Songs to pick up dog shit to. Yeah, there whatever. you go. So I, I love to do that as well. But I, I've got some really, you know, well... High effort went into these. I was going to say well crafted, but that's vain. <laughs> a lot of effort went into these song parodies, and I'll do them at clubs. I got Born Intact. I've got um, Glad to Be Whole for Bad to the Bone. No, oh, nice. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. The head nurse spoke up. She said, Leave this one alone. <laughs> I can tell right away he'll be glad to be whole. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> Etc. Etc. So, uh, uh, <laughs> do you do you specifically go for like just the foreskin restoration uh, songs, or do you write other parody type things? I've written other parodies, but these days that's my my main thing. You know, gotcha. Because well, like he has to sell his product and shit. You know, it's not like, about sales. I he loves foreskin I will restoration. Spend, I will spend fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars to put on an information booth uh-huh. at a pride festival 
someplace far, I've seen those guys. fucking far away, like in Columbus, Ohio, uh-huh. out of my own money. And it's not because I'm selling devices. It's because I'm selling the idea that foreskin is wonderful and please leave your child yeah. intact. I will say that like at the Pride events, I have seen those people. I've had see, seen plenty of people where they show up at these events and I'm like, what the hell are these guys the, doing the, here? The bloodstained like, men, right? And then is I'll that? ask them and like I'll be like, hey, dude, like what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, well, I'm trying to spread foreskin awareness. I was like, fuck, I feel like less of, less of a person because I don't have a foreskin. That's right. And frankly, you are. So <laughs> this, this year I sponsored a contingent in Chicago's Pride Parade and, and Milwaukee's Pride Parade. And we also went to the Buffalo Grove, Illinois Pride Fest, and we went to Indianapolis Pride oh, Fest, boy. which is one of the best, Columbus, Ohio Pride Fest, which is one of the best, and and had a great weekend handing out leaflets, talking to people, having these great conversations, people lining up at times in a queue, several people deep, to take selfies with our foreskin pride rainbow flag. Nice. And That's awesome. uh, spreading the message, and hopefully people are you know out there tweeting, guess what I saw? This, you won't believe it. There's people that are feeling they're so harmed by this that they're willing to make this statement and devote their their day to this cause so i'm hopeful that it gets the word out i mostly want people to know when you encounter a pregnant person it's really important to catch them before they go to the hospital to deliver and say listen you might have an intersex child (laughs) it happens two percent of the time and when you do doctors are going to swarm 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 and they're going to say, we can fix that child. We can make them normal for you. Mm-hmm. And your job as a parent is to protect your child and protect their future choice. And so you will say, no, thank you. My child is healthy. My child is urinating. They do not need any surgery. We will leave any choice to diminish their genitals up to them yeah. when they're at a rational Absolutely. Let them age. make their choice. Now, one of my questions that I did have, and I remember this. I'm not even looking at the list. But um, are there any, like, anti-foreskin extremists out there? Yes. There are. Now tell me about that. I'm not going to tell you their website, but there no, is. I don't want to hear their website, right. but I want to know what their cause is. Yeah, I don't know what, what's in it for them. Except like, do they show up at the hospitals like the anti-abortion well, uh, guys? Here's where they show up. We will, as anti-circumcision activists, go to a medical convention where, say, the American Urologist, the AUA, American Urological Society, Association, excuse me, is meeting at McCormick Place in Chicago. We'll show up there with our signs. We'll spend both of their main days picketing back and forth with our message, handing out leaflets to anybody who's getting close enough to stop. And while we're there, this happened the last time I was there, I think it was 2018, um, across the drive from us is the pro-circumcision group consisting of three people. So there's people that are like, oh, we're for circumcision. Yeah, they're they're basically there to try and demonstrate that there's a a and counter an opposition to, to our guys. cause. Yeah. And fucking assholes. Dude. But it's just Fuck these very guys. tiny group of people and I really believe they're protecting something that was done to them for cultural reasons, not for any legitimate reason. They don't truly believe exactly. that we should take away somebody's choice. They don't truly believe that it's medically beneficial. They just believe that parents should have the right to impose a fucking destructive yeah. amputation. Well, it on was their done children. to me, so everybody else should have it done to them and too. Yeah. So we even, do see pro circumcision protests, but it's it's really it's a like a minivan full of people. It's not like mm-hmm. the anti circumcision group. They're is not your group. People that travel all over the world at their own expense to promote this message. Well, they haven't had the you know they got like they don't understand what they're missing. That's they the whole just thing. don't, they know, don't what know what they're, they're missing. missing. Yeah. Lucy, are you going to get a foreskin after this well, uh, operation? Well, obviously, I mean, I've already got one. I don't need one. You yeah, know? but are like, you going to get the uh, circumcision or no? I want to get a little off the top. 
There's no such thing because the first part they would get to if they're approaching you with their scissors or their <laughs> knives is they would get to the most sensitive part. This is when she's at the barber. The rollover point, that part that looks like the furthest away, the tip of the foreskin, is the most nerve-laden part. When you retract your skin off the glands, that part is like mid-shaft when you're slinging it. But that part really doesn't get that much attention during the sex. Let's see the penis. I want to see your uncircumcised What we call the tip of the foreskin is really the middle of the skin tube, right? Right. So there's no end. I had my end cut off. No, you had the middle taken right out, the heart of your skin tube. Right. And... And so you don't want to get rid of that because that's the most nerve-rich part. Uh, if you could get rid of some skin, it should be the skin near the base of your penis, which is a procedure that could be done. Hmm. They could resect that area and, and sew it back together. But you don't want that, that either because slinky like slack feels work. really yeah, good. Yeah, that seems like too much work. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that just sounds painful. But it's it's <laughs> fucking stupid. Our genitals are wonderful the way they are. Yeah, they don't do shit like that to females. I will say that. They don't fucking like when females are born, they're not like... Oh, we're going to fucking chop chop off pits of them. So here's the question. As we have no video rolling, yeah. what is to become of our spectacular tug-of-war stunt? Well, we have the we have the GoPro. Yeah, that that's going to be separate recording. It's going to be a separate recording. We're going to we're going to take a little break here. We're going to high-five each other. We're going to be like, "Hey, you know what? Badass." We didn't yep. even go into it like you know, like, you're talking about how John Wilson didn't really ask you about anything about you. I want to know more hobbies about you. Like, what are you, like, truly... I know you're passionate about foreskin, but I <laughs> truly want to know, like, what else are you passionate Besides about? Music. Besides I'm, music. I'm passionate about uh, foreskin uh, for all and those who wish to have TV it. And movies and shows. Protecting the choice of people who haven't yet had a choice made for them. I love uh, making music, writing music. I love the fact that my art in music can be dedicated to this cause. So every song I've written for the last 20 years has either been about this cause, or if not, I've rewritten new lyrics for the same song <laughs> to be about this cause. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, that's my main hobby. We, but I also love to activate, you know, be an activist for the environment, to protect it, because I have children, and they may have children, and they're going to wish they had a fucking planet to live off of instead of a, a wasteland. That's true. Well, Sean sells those uh, solar panels. <laughs> he does. I mean, that's a help. It's That's it a definite helps. benefit. Yeah. Well, you know what? People use too much gas. Gas is like $5 a gallon now, right? Like, well, yeah. So what I'm passionate about is I'd like to see us impose a carbon tax. Have you heard about the carbon yes. tax? Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Don't call it the carbon tax. Call it the carbon dividend. Because all the tax money that's collected is to be returned back to residents to buy with that money whatever they will they can buy the carbon intensive things that are now more expensive Mm because the tax is included there or they can buy the more sensible less carbon intensive things about two percent of the money collected would never be seen again because it would go to administrative waste yeah yeah. but we can't afford not to do it we are simple our goose is cooked if we don't do a carbon dividend and guess who's already doing it Uh, i would assume as of china as of this month canada is already sending out the checks. Ah. They have a carbon dividend in place. There you go. They're not better than us. We can do this if we could just get our heads out <laughs> of our asses. I said hey. China. I don't know. And I Lucy know. has a little comment about oh, the carbon dividend. Oh. No, I was just going to take this away from her. <laughs> no. She needs to go to the bathroom. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, Don't trip over my headphone wire. I agree with the carbon. Yeah, like having some sort of like dividend or tax is definitely like a good call. My number one issue with any type of taxes is the same issue I have with taxes now is that I have no issue paying. My problem is that the government, like you said, government and spending is going to be done on things that are, are 
irrelevant to what we need or someone's pocketing the cash right. and not using so it properly. So if the carbon dividend is passed sensibly, and when is the last time we had a sensible law? Good like call. when we bailed out Wall Street. That was a good idea, right? It was a fine idea, but we didn't put any <laughs> restrictions on it. So they spent all the, the, the firms spent all this money giving their executives bonuses because we didn't write in the law and you shall have no bonuses for exactly. five years. Stupid lawmaking. Well, if we manage to do the carbon dividend, not stupid. I agree. Okay. Then the money will be only used to give money back to the citizens, kind of yes. like the, uh, the Andrew Yang universal basic yeah, income. Yeah, yeah. No matter how much you make, you get the same amount of money per citizen mm-hmm. just to, to account for the fact that things have gotten more expensive due to the carbon tax. Yeah. So anyway, don't call it the carbon tax. Call it the carbon dividend. dividend. That's, that's something I want. I want a carbon dividend. I don't want carbon tax. Tax. Yeah. No, no tax. And it's funny and how we're... Canada's doing it and we're not because yeah. we're, we're stupid. Well, well I... That, you know, that pretty much sums it up for most of American politics right now. <laughs> but yeah, I think the d- majority of the nation would be for all of these things. The problem is that they've been brainwashed into think. Like you said, you get words like tax or it's, uh, you know, they they start some sort of, uh, you know, PR Conspiracy movement. Yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, this is actually the evil radical leftists trying to, you know. Implement their Impl- globalist ex- exactly. agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, we're all just lizards trying to kill everybody. <laughs> like I don't know. I I I really truly believe the majority of people are for all the same things we are. They just are too stupid to understand. They want their kids to have a wonderful place to grow up and be good Americans. But right. They just have a different idea of what that means. But okay. Yeah. So long as we have a healthy planet, we can do that. And right now, we are not living sustainably. If we do, if we change nothing, we're gonna fucking boil. We're going to boil. The mm-hmm. ice caps are going to be gone. And you know what happens? This is a scientific fact, which I will now uh, reacquaint you with. Let's go. In high school chemistry or maybe junior high, you did an experiment where you melted an ice cube over a Bunsen burner. Okay. How much energy was introduced to melt the ice cube? And what you found out was that a gram of ice that's already at 32F, to turn that into liquid water, it absorbs 80 calories per gram. Once it is liquid water, when it absorbs one calorie, it goes up one degree Celsius. Okay? Mm-hmm. But to become ice, if it's to become liquid, if it's ice, it absorbs 80 calories without even changing temperature. That is to say, look at our, our ice caps. Let's, let's picture them as ice cubes floating in my drink. Mm-hmm. When the ice cubes finally melt, the temperature of the drink will quickly approach room temperature. It will no longer be anywhere near ice cube temperature. And that's because the same energy arriving at my drink has basically 80 times the impact. It takes 80 calories of energy to melt a gram of ice. But if you gave that same 80 calories to that gram of ice a minute later, it's going to go up 80 degrees Celsius. So, so, uh, so when we lose our ice caps, the planet will boil and look like Venus. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the planet will? Ocean flood? rise will mean nothing. Do you, so you think it'll ocean rise will be inconsequential compared to temperature rise? We will not be able to survive. What Very do you think few will be species first? Live what do you think today. will kill us first, like the flooding or the actual temperature? Well, when you say flooding, it will only affect those the near coastal regions. near where the water yeah. is. Right. But it will have such a damaging impact on the global economy, which right now. We're trying to feed close to 8 billion people. We depend on very efficient farming and distribution systems. Mm-hmm. When those are disrupted by sea level rise, mm-hmm. a lot of people will quickly starve and we'll be eating our neighbors. And we'll be moving to the mountains and eat every fucking squirrel in sight in about a month. 
and then we'll eat the neighbors we got there. And so a few mountain men type uh, survivalists will survive. It, this won't kill all humans just due to sea level rise. Unless what will kill the surviving humans is temperature rise. Unless the humans actually like work together instead of like, you know, catching squirrels, maybe breeding squirrels for the eating. <laughs> Don't count on it. I know I'm not going to count on it, but I'm just, hey, I got my hopes up. Okay? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's all start breeding squirrels so that we can be millionaires early. Well, we can eat them. That's the point. First breed them and then eat them. So if you're Googling to verify what I just said, it's called the latent heat of fusion. Is the amount of energy you have to suck out of water to turn it into ice, and it's the same amount of energy you have to put into water to melt it when it was ice without changing its temperature, just to turn it into liquid. And it's 80 calories per gram, but those same 80 calories will raise the temperature of that gram of liquid by 80 degrees Celsius, which is fucking close to boiling. Yes, so... Our, our ice we're caps doomed. are gonna yeah our ice caps are gonna melt and then we're gonna fucking and we're gonna burn boil. up. Yeah. A lot of people would say that like you know like they're like oh well the ice caps were supposed to be gone by two thousand five but obviously like the science isn't there. I know I I've, I've been I've been at the gym and I've and I've said like oh well the ice caps are melting and shit and like global warming is and I know that Doug. The guy who's a weightlifter who's like literally one percent, like one ninety percent steroids and ten percent human brain, <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, well you know, oh the ice caps were supposed to be gone by two thousand five, like oh blah blah blah, like all this bullshit." So because they're still there, it's a bad thing to him. No, that he doesn't believe in global warming. That's the whole thing. But he's that's called throwing up a straw man because whoever you heard he's say a strong man throwing up a straw man. Whoever you heard say two thousand. 2005 was just estimating based on the best science or their limited high school science class or whatever. But the fact is, we are contributing to global, global warming. It will continue to be destructive to the habitats of the Earth. Whether we melt the ice caps or not, we've disrupted so many migration patterns that the food chain could break. That mm -hmm. could be the thing that kills us. Well, not yeah. the heat. Tons Dear of, Lord, the heat. Tons of animals in my lifetime, I want to say, and I'm young, dude. Like, and a lot of animals have been gone extinct. Yeah, and and, and we're living unsustainably. We're con every day we go to bed with more pavement and fewer trees than we woke up with globally, and that's just not a sustainable model. No, it isn't. No, when you have to build, you know, thirty miles of parking lot to put up one stadium or something like that, it's kind of a bad call. Is there anything that you do, uh, Ron, to try and save the world? I do everything I can communication-wise, uh, try to help people understand Recycling, the scope of the problem. Right. I recycle, obviously, everything I can. I compost on my property. I believe every homeowner or renter should have some small thicket where they can stow their compostable matter. If you no. let stuff go into the trash and wind up in the landfill and, and rot there, it gets buried by other trash. And stuff that rots far from the surface, away from oxygen contributes to methane production. Stuff that rots at the surface contributes to CO2 production. CO2 is bad. It contributes to global warming, but methane is 20 times worse per molecule. Absolutely. So well, when well, you see when you drive past a landfill and you see those plumes of flame at night because they're burning off the generated methane, that's because carbon dioxide is much better it's still bad. Much better for us than the methane, which would otherwise seep out and just float up to the atmosphere. That's why they light those fires. On That's why they things. light the fires at the, at the landfill. So when you let stuff rot in the landfill, you're doing the environment a disservice. So let it rot on your own property if you have the access uh, to some land. 
uh, and and right near the surface so that it, it creates CO2 instead of methane. Do you have your own compost at home? So I compost in my I have a half acre in Northbrook so I, I compost that's badass. In, in near the surface in the thicket on the back of my that's property. That's towards Lake County, right? And I know that's that's obviously a privileged thing to have um, but I just feel like that should be Normal. I would advocate for a, a requirement in city housing law that says for every rental unit, you have to have a 12 by 12 patch of dirt where they can throw their shit and let it rot. Do you do any like gardening or anything like that? My wife is the gardener in the family. Yeah, she grows vegetables. Do you do any type of vegan things or anything of that nature? Well, I'm a strong believer that um, we cannot feed 8 billion people sustainably exploiting animals. We have to switch to like you know only 10% as much animal exploitation as we have now mm-hmm. or so that's just way too costly environmentally are, are you vegan or are you I'm like not, i'm not personally vegan i will eat a vegan specialty at any restaurant course, that has taken course. the care to offer one I'm i not will ignorant. always order it i'm not going to be the person to be like oh fuck impossible burgers you know they're still good you yeah. know yeah. they are still the, good the the problem with the impossible burger uh, when you get it say at burger king is it's twice the amount of food any person needs so it's still yeah. an american disaster yeah so when i go to burger king if i'm with my family I say who wants to split an impossible burger with me usually nobody does <laughs> so i'll take half of it home i always when well, i go to a restaurant it's too much when you order it you're like i want an impossible burger you're thinking like oh well this is extra meat like oh well i'm asking for an extra meal because it's impossible burger <laughs> You know, you don't think about that shit when you order, like, a normal burger. Like, I want a cheeseburger that's extra cheese, you know? So when I go to a restaurant, I always take reusable containers, and I immediately chop my meal in half and take half of it home. Every hence, single time? Hence the lean and mean physique you see before you. Well, I know. You are very in shape. You must weigh, like, at least I will never, ever a eat a restaurant portion. I decide how much I'm going to eat. That's a Jenny <laughs> Craig philosophy. <laughs> she says, don't let anybody tell you how much to eat. Always... On your plate, plate, push it around and leave something, anything on the edge of your plate so that you said you decided how much to eat, not the person who served it to you decided. Were you ever overweight in your youth? No. Not even So you've always had pretty good... um... Not even close, but it's not strictly due to genetics. I mean, okay, I've got privileged genes perhaps, but I've always, since I can remember third, fourth grade, always thought, why the fuck am I smearing butter on a roll when a roll is delicious already? You know, what the hell? I've always been a minimalist in terms, in terms of adding fats to, to food. Especially and, uh, when it's already made and shit. That rule is delicious. <laughs> That's right. One time in fourth, it was sixth grade, uh, guys were uh, grabbing each other's sack lunches and tossing them around at the lunch table. You know, ah, keep away, keep away. And they grabbed my sandwich. And I found out later that somebody blew their nose in my sandwich. Hey. And Dude. I showed them I ate the fucking thing. Hey. Oh, you still ate it. There, yeah. There you go. Oh, you're bad to the bone, Rob. Indeed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what else do we got? What we got else? quite a bit. We got over... Almost two hours. hours of yeah. this one plus the other one. We I apologize if you're still listening. Thank you for Hell your yeah. interest. No, Leave no. your baby intact. Don't let your friends cut your yeah. friends. Don't let friends cut babies. Yeah, let's let's don't end it with like, that. Don't don't be like me and Chris and have your foreskin cut off. Yeah, don't be a loser you, like us. If you're a baby and you're getting your shit cut off, you better be like sitting there like, bitch, you're not cutting my shit off. If I could go back in time, to the moment I was circumcised. I would seize that scalpel (laughs) from the circumciser's wrist and I would grab it. I would plunge it into his eye socket (laughs) and keep, keep pushing to the back of his brain cavity 
until he stopped because I deserve to be protected. That's right. You do deserve to be. Everyone deserves to be protected at that point. Not only that, but your tip of your dick needs to be protected. Now, Lucy, when are you getting, when are you, you're, you're, you're not getting the circumcision anymore, right? I guess I'm not going to get a little off the top. Uh, Ron convinced me that, you know, <laughs> that I should keep it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of proud of my foreskin today. You should be proud of your foreskin. I mean, like me and Chris are not intact. I'm not an intact woman. You're lesser beings. I'm a lesser being than you or Ron. True. Ron is a fucking superior being than the normal average person, the average intact or not intact male. Restored foreskin feels really good. It I does. I will never know how close it is to intact foreskin, but no, dude, I think you're there. I love my dude. body today. You don't give yourself enough credit, Ron. I think you don't because I feel like. Your foreskin is intact. To a point. At this point, yeah. Like, look at Lucy's foreskin. Lucy, let me see that shit again. The Latin roots for intact are never touched. Never touched? Will not describe me. I am touched. I am am harmed by knives. But... (laughs) So I don't say I'm... Uncircumcised or intact, I say I'm decircumcised. Decircumcised. <laughs> I'm harmed by knives. I imagine like you went on the subway and someone's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna circumcise your your, your fucking foreskin." That's when, the way you describe it is harmed by knives. That's how I feel like the uh, doctor was in the room when I'm he sorry cut that it. happened to you. That's <laughs> well, it happened to you too. You grew your shit back too. We're both in the same position here. You're not better than me. Well, you got to start growing yours. I got to start. Well, I got the device. He said he forgot it, but he's going to mail it to me. He's intact. You're not. I'm not intact. I'm not, and I'm a lesser being. And you're Absolutely. right, Rod. Give me a high five. I agree with woof, you. Woof. You're you are a fucking more intact person than I am, <laughs> mentally and physically. Yeah. So at least mentally we all know that. Sure. Mentally for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all know that. And he's a better musician than me. That's right. I'm a musician myself, but I can't play no sideways guitar. I will say that. <laughs> so how are we going to the tug of war, right? Are we going to get to that today? Tug yeah, we'll we are, but it's going to be the next segment. You know what? Speaking of which, well, it's been, Ron, it's been a pleasure having you chat with us and get sit the, down uh, here. Get, I got the, Get the Oz theme song. Do you have it up? I got it ready. She's Don't worry. You know, I, I just want to thank you for changing my mind about it because you know I came in here with the whole anti-foreskin in my head, and now you're. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I kept mine. I'm glad I don't have to deal with you know feeling like I got so much taken away from me. Although one thing I will say is, you know, um, a lot of uh, parents take away trans kids' lives away from them, and that kind of sucks. Do you realize that when we tolerate male circumcision? We are harming trans women. Yeah. What? Explain. Go in in more. This this is your cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you let any old male infant be circumcised, you are for sure harming some future trans women, depriving them of their full complement of genital tissue. Should they ever choose bottom surgery, they have less to work with. That is true. Very no, that is true because so they use that skin for like the To the trans group. women in the room and the trans women listening, this is your cause too. Please yeah. fight for your right to your body. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Fight Can we all right say that body. really fast? Yeah. Fight. You gotta fight for, for your right, right to your, for body. your body. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I just made that up. 
Thank you. <laughs> yes. We Ron Lowe. Everybody, let's give a round of applause. This is our first major. Ron Lowe, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We truly appreciate your patronage and being on and just like, you know, like letting You're us good spread guy. your word. You're very kind. Thanks for having me. Thank you again, Ron. And again, another episode of Being Gay for Fun and Profit. We'll see you guys.